Hey friends, welcome to Kicking It with TGR. This is a collective group of seven individuals who don't look, think, or act the same, coming together to talk to you all about what's going on in the world. So y'all, I was listening to the radio today. Shout out to the Burt Show in Atlanta, Q99.7. Love them. And Burt was talking about his friend on the show. Um, Not his friend on the show, but one of his friends. And pretty much, so this guy, he's been in a relationship with this girl for about four years now. He says she literally checks all the boxes. He loves her. He loves her family. She loves his family. Like everything is perfect with the exception of their sex life. So essentially, she just doesn't like having sex. And he said, like, he's like, they've tried to have open conversations about it. He's tried to, like, figure out more of, like, what she likes, what's going to make it more pleasurable for her. Like, he thinks he's done his due diligence to make sex between the two of them enjoyable. But he was like, when they do it, he feels like he has to blatantly, like, beg her. And they've been together four years. And he was like, two, when they're in the act, she looks like, Like she's forcing herself to enjoy it. So, you know, he's getting a lot of pressure from the family as well as her. Like, you know, we've been together four years. Like it's it's about that time to talk engagement. And he's like, is it stupid or shallow to cut it off and like kind of close the relationship because they can't get past this hurdle of their sex life? And so they were kind of debating that on the show. Did they say how old they were? Uh, They're in their 30s, I believe. Um, so for me, I was like, uh, it's a no for me, dog. Like, I feel like <laughs> sex is not the most important part of your relationship. But if everything else is going great and this is the one area where you're having a problem, it's going to be a problem. Because like when you're a human on this earth, sex is honestly like the highest form of. It's the best gift you can get, honestly. So. I just feel like he's done his due diligence to try to like work through those hurdles with her. And if it's something that he can't get over or get past in a relationship, if it's something they can't work out, cause you can't get over it. If they can't work it out, he's going to cheat on her. Yeah. He's going to look for it elsewhere. So I would say before you even think about buying the rock, putting it on her finger and walking down the aisle, if you can't fix it before you propose, then you should not get married to her. I don't think you should marry her if they can't figure it out. I think they should try to go see a sex therapist because there's people that can help her like probably understand why she feels that she can't. And then there are just some people that don't like sex. Like they're just never going to like that. And there's some relationships where they work that out. Like that's cool. Like that works for them, but that's probably not going to work for this particular situation. So honestly, they need to, I'd say they need to go to a sex therapist. And if it doesn't work, I would say no. Cause like you said, who will end up cheating? Yeah. And he was like, it kind of comes across like, like he's sex crazy but he's not like they just don't have sex at all so it's like and when they do have sex she looks like she doesn't care so uh, it sucks it sucks McKinley. my question is so is it just like the sex or is it also just like physical anything like I don't know like hugging kissing like other physical stuff too did he say that um, he didn't go into detail. Like they've been together four years. I would hope like kissing is not a problem. No, because I feel or, like, like physical, just... I, but I really do. I feel like that's a thing. Like physical touch. Like some people can be really closed off from that. Not just when it comes to sex, but when it comes to just like being physical mm-hmm. at all. So that's why I was like, okay, if it's something like that, then I do think that could be an issue because naturally, like if she's super closed off there, she's probably also not like touching on him and like stuff like that or like cuddling you know just like other forms of physical touch so if he's not satisfied in that manner I don't know that like it truly could work because it's like they're almost like polar opposites and I do think people can meet in the middle when it comes to certain stuff but she's gonna have to like meet him halfway and then he Mm -hmm. it sounds like he's already coming down to meet her like I don't really think he can like probably drop it any lower so I don't know even going to therapy like I would just be worried that like if he's telling me and he's being honest about that there's one thing if he's not telling her, but if he's being honest about that, I would just be very concerned that he might um, wander and not grow fonder. Yeah. I agree. And that's a good point. Like, I didn't even think about that, McKinley. Like, low-key, like, any little thing can be considered foreplay. So you can't, in my opinion, like, be making out hot and heavy 
especially with someone that you've been with for four years and you are sexually active and you just kind of cut it off there. So like to your point, she's probably not like macking on him like that or really trying to be up in his space in any intimate fashion at all. And that's just like, call it, it's a red flag to me. But I feel like it's something he should have spotted earlier and like tried to deal with before getting four years in. That's probably what happened. He probably just coped with it. Like he was probably like, I like this girl. He's probably thinking like over time she'll change kind of like with anything else, like she'll change. Like I like her enough to probably like, it's not that big of a deal. And because they hadn't got to marriage yet, that's probably why the red flags are coming up. Cause I feel like a lot of those red flags come up when you're like, when a guy is about to propose, he thinks about all these things that he might not be able to deal with forever. Yeah. And they always say your sex life changes after marriage. So I can't even imagine, like, if she's not really willing to now, like, he's not going to stick with that one vagina for the rest of his life. It's not going to If he's not getting it now, he ain't never going to get it. But I guess my other question is, like, he says, like, she's putting pressure on him to, like, propose. Can she do that? Like, pressure on him? I guess not if she doesn't like, compromise in that area. Right. Like he's clearly done all that he can like for her and the relationship to be comfortable. Like he says he loves her. She checks all the boxes like on paper. They're perfect. So this is the one area where he's asking for a little bit and she can't do that. Like, can she demand or like, you know, maybe on a proposal? I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but maybe in her head, it's like she might not. I don't want to say value it, but maybe that's not like as important to her as it well, is to him. Like she sounds like he's like a sexual person. And those are those, like okay. there are people like that, like they just don't, they'll never like sex. Like sex is just something they're never interested in. And she sounds like that type of person. So I can see why she would probably think that marriage can happen still, even if she doesn't want to do that. But to me, that doesn't sound right. Like if that's something that he wants and you don't want, you need to find some type of compromise yeah yeah I echo everything that Leah just said it's a compromise because there's a lot of things you may not want to do in a relationship um or I mean it shouldn't be, always be like you know you doing things that you don't want to do but sometimes you you do do stuff that you don't want to do sex shouldn't be that thing like I don't know I don't know how to put it other than to McKinley's point like four years in it's kind of like I just want people to kind of look for the signs early on so that they don't waste four years of their life. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I don't know what they're going to do, but hopefully, um, I hope he don't propose to her, to be honest. I just don't see it working. Yeah, because I, I feel like when, if you're unhappy, like prior, or like right before the proposal, you're going to be unhappy in the marriage too. It's not like the issues are just going to go away. If anything, they probably get worse because people are like, oh, well, like I'm married now. So now we're tied down. So it's like, it's not going to get better. So I don't know why you would get married if you have like that sort of red flag and you feel like it's a deal breaker. Like, I feel like everybody has their deal breakers. And I think honestly, Aaliyah, I mean, oh, go ahead. oh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to just say Aaliyah's um, comment about, you know, if they do want to stick it out, because like you said, I mean, if it's, if that's one out of, you know, 10 things and the other nine things he loves, absolutely loves about her, then they should seek therapy. I think that's, you know, a cool way to look at it too. Yeah, I feel like that's a big one thing. Oh, I was going to say, these women that demand proposals, I'm just like, okay. That's so like, weird. I, I understand. Well, first of all, if you've been in a relationship, like, a, you know, and you're an adult and you've been in a relationship for a while and you're like, oh, why isn't he proposing to me? And it's become like years on top of years. Then I would be like, I'd be questioning him, not why he's not proposing. I, that would make me look at him differently. But like women that demand proposals, I feel like that does not work. Like it just does not work. And I wouldn't want to demand someone oppose to me. I would rather him propose when he's ready. Like, I'd rather be surprised and want him to do it for the right reason and feel like he's ready. Yeah. Plus, I feel like if you're in a great relationship, like, not that it shouldn't matter, like, when you get proposed to, but, like, you would have obviously had conversations about marriage and proposal and, like, a potential timeline. It wouldn't be something, like, you would have to force, like you should know like that man wants to marry me and he wants to do it whenever but you don't you know have the exact date so I feel like if you got to force that then yeah I don't know yeah well I mean I feel like since we're talking about marriages 
I don't know if y'all saw the video. Um, I think it was on like Shade Room or something. And the guy, it was a guy who was proposing to his girlfriend and it was like really nice. It was like a helicopter. And I guess he like maybe took her on a tour and then they like stopped somewhere and he went to propose to her, but it was like five different rings. And so I guess he was giving her like options of which one she wanted to select. How do y'all feel about that? Like I said, I think it's a nice gesture and I see where maybe his head was at, but I, I feel like myself and a lot of women feel like the engagement ring is really special. It's kind of like before you get married, like that first piece or like symbol that shows you how well he knows you and maybe a little bit of like what you mean to him. So I would have preferred to see the ring that I know I had hinted at <laughs> like prior to, but I mean, some people like that. I feel like guys are going to look at women's responses to this and be like, so we gave you the moon and you mad because I didn't give you the sun. But it's really just about like knowing your partner. Like if he knew her, he would have been able to pick a ring that she might have liked. But don't, do we know? Okay. Do people go and look for rings? Like, is that something people do? Some people do. They do. Some people do. That's not something that I would want to do. Like you wouldn't. Do we know? Look do at we like know? tying on rings, like how you know, like you wouldn't do that. I personally wouldn't do that. No, I feel like I feel like I've I feel like I've plugged enough people that love me that know what I really like, and they wouldn't let you know, they wouldn't let RG get something that I don't like. Yeah. And I feel like he knows me well enough to know what I like. And if you don't know, if your man don't know you enough, leave that shit up on the computer screen and he'll figure it out. Right. <laughs> But do yeah. we know that he does it? He didn't know that she's like a person that just likes options. Like she just likes right. a whole bunch of things. So he got her the five different engagement rooms. Oh, so I but, heard it. But, okay. That's just that. the person she it, is. It, and that's fair. I feel like that's the sort of thing you maybe do for Christmas with a handbag, you know, pick which handbag you want, not something that's supposed to be like super special, but then, you know, everybody's different. So maybe yeah. like, I personally would have taken it as like, damn like you really didn't know what I liked and the thing is if you looked at the actual rings they were all very very different and it's just like in my mind I'm like okay I could have understood it if it was like a ring that was all the similar like a similar cut and then it was maybe like just little differences but in my mind I'm like he was just going rogue like he was like I'm gonna get a circular I'm gonna get a square I'm gonna get you know princess cut initially I the same thing like okay like clearly he doesn't know her or not even that, but like, I can understand how that was a thought. And then I thought more so along what Leah was saying. It's like, maybe she don't even care about a ring. Maybe she didn't want a ring. Maybe she wanted those people that wanted a tattoo on her finger instead of a ring. Like, who knows? And first of all, shout out to them. Shout out to that king for even, you know, Black love is beautiful. So shout out to them. However, me personally, I would be so excited that like, even if that was the scenario and I my man knows me enough to know that, like, I, I do want to go pick out my ring. Let me see what I am getting, like, point blank, period. But if that was me in that situation, I was telling one of my girlfriends, like, I think I would just be way too excited to even pick. Like, we would be sitting on that that landing pad for hours. Because now you've asked me to pick something at the most exciting time of my life. Like, I don't know, whatever, whichever one you want. Like you, you can't even, I can't even like process that thought process of picking one. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I would just be like, just honestly. And I feel like it's that sort of thing where you're so excited, or at least for me, like, yeah, I want a nice ring. I want something that's good, that I like, that I will like, but I'll be more excited just to like be engaged than probably the actual ring. And I feel like, nowadays people have gotten so caught up into like what ring do you have and you know the picture is like the ring and you can't you can't even see them which is fine you know everyone's different but I feel like society has also made like rings just like just into this huge thing that it used to just not be this really reminds me of this conversation I was having with some family members and Lex had brought up the question like when it comes down to this if you're man proposes with a ring that you're not a fan of that you don't really like like what are you gonna do like are you gonna be grateful or are you just gonna be like I don't want that and take it back well I I feel like you'd be grateful regardless because the man wants to marry you but everybody is not like that that's what I I, I I feel like there are a lot of women that if they didn't like the ring they their answer wouldn't be no, but it would just be like, can we like go look for another ring? And I personally would never say anything like that. I feel like that's so disrespectful. <laughs> Rings are already expensive, no matter what you get. 
So like, I would just be so thankful, like that my man saved up all this money to buy this ring and like put this, put the proposal together. Like there's so many moving parts to an engagement. And I feel like it's also a lot of pressure. Like it's a lot of pressure for the person proposing too. So I would just be so thankful more though more so than like oh I don't like it but you know I've, I've been dating the same person since I was like six so I'm, I'm not too worried about the ring that I'm <laughs> but I think about too like okay even if you don't like the ring now or even if it's not as extravagant as you want it to now people like guys update their wives rings later in life yeah, like my yeah. dad updated my mom's ring like I think two Christmases ago or their anniversary is two days before Christmas so it was like around that time so like her ring now is way bigger than the one she had before but like I feel like you should be grateful for what you get because it's not about the ring like you're marrying you're getting ready to you're making a commitment to somebody that you're saying you want to spend forever with the ring that really does not matter at the end but, of the day. but I feel like that's the thing like a lot of people don't understand that you know like they're they're looking mm-hmm. for that ring that most women get at maybe the 25 mark when they first get engaged you're and I, feel like, I feel like to be honest that's why like a lot of these guys are not proposing as early because it's a lot of pressure like you feel like you got to get this two to three carat ring and it's got to be this clarity and it's got to be this cut you know like it's a lot and I just approach it from the perspective of like I would never ask someone to spend like half of their salary on my ring when you think about it from that perspective, like, I think it's also like relative to where you are in your life, of course, like what job you have, like what everybody's situation is different. But for me personally, I would never, ever, ever ask someone in their twenties to spend that much on a ring. If they want to do it on their own, that's fine. But I, I feel like that's why I don't put parameters around it. I'm like, this is the cut that I would like and whatever you feel comfortable with, like, that's what I want you to do. Yeah. I wouldn't ask either, but I will say like, if I'm with you, like I honestly know and obviously know your financial habits. So if I see that you can blow money in uh-huh. other areas, that ring better be one place where you do the same thing because okay. you're not going to show me that you can buy Gucci Louie, spend thousands of dollars on a freaking video game, and then you come here with a Cracker Jack ring. That's good. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah but that also, I, mean, that I think that man will know what's important to you, though. If he knows that your ring is something that's super, super important to you, then he'll make that a priority. Well, yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. like, just like if some women put too not. much emphasis on the ring, some men don't put enough. So, like, they'll spend their money elsewhere, but won't invest in that. So, but I think I you got to have balance. I look, you disagree only because, like, some people aren't even into rings. Like some people will say they just want like a band. So I think it depends on like personal preference too. And just knowing like what your person wants. Like if your person wants a ring and that's something that's important, get them a ring. But for some people, like getting a tattoo is enough. For some people getting just a band is enough. So I think it's just knowing like that person and knowing what they will like the most. And I'm not going to, and also like, I'm going to know your spending habits and I probably won't be with you if you have crazy spending habits because I just cannot. Well, yeah, I'm just saying certain scenarios yeah it's interesting I feel like I feel like back in the day I'm like did people talk about rings back in you know who's the culprit for this friends they asked their friends what the guy asked his like girls friends but you know who's the reason why like we put so much emphasis on nice rings oh Jennifer Lopez because every time she has gotten engaged and it's been like what four four times every time she gets like a massive rock and it's always like j-lo gets a 10 carat engagement ring like i was reading something and it was a while ago but it was like we didn't put emphasis on the size of the ring or like how it looked until like celebrity engagement rings became more mainstream so when they started dropping thousands and of dollars on rings people like us who don't have thousands of dollars were like look at j-lo ring but honestly, social media doesn't that play a part too? Because if you think about it, like what our parents absolutely did, they didn't have social media. You're not like showing your ring off to the world, like whatever you get, you're happy with. I feel like now people are sizing you up. Like you post your rock, and it's like you already know like what people are gonna be thinking. Oh, that that's kind of small, or you know. And that's just so this also goes back to like you gotta not care what people think either. Like you really do have to not give too big leaps seriously. I also don't understand why people feel comfortable even saying that. Like, if I, like, if somebody's posting their ring on Instagram, fine. I'm just like, wow, like, congratulations, you just got engaged. I'm not looking, zooming in on their ring. Because first of all, what people also don't understand is clarity is a thing. So yeah, she might have a small ring, but that shit could be as clear as it can get. So like, 
and then somebody could have like a big ass ring that has like no clarity so it's all personal preference and like what that person wants for me I like clarity like I would rather have clarity over size so it just depends on like what you like and I'm like if it's if you're happy with it like I don't understand why people insert their opinions where it doesn't need to be inserted this may be wrong but when like I see those celebrities big old rings like I just think about like this relationship isn't really I don't know when I see huge rings like those really big massive rings I'm like what's the point of that rock like why I just feel like it's overdone over the top and like the relationship isn't really as stable as it should be that's personally what I think about and I'm also thinking like you got other stuff like for people got other stuff to pay for yeah I'm trying to get a a house I'm trying to you know I want to have a nice wedding you got a, a honeymoon so I don't know if I want you to blow that much on. on well, a- I would hope if they're blowing that much on a ring, they can afford whatever yeah. else yeah. for your wedding. Like it's balance, I think, yeah, at the balance. end of the day. It's definitely balance. And also you have to wear it every day. So I'm like, okay, do these people actually even wear these rings every day? Like just talking about everyday, day-to-day life, like are, who's wearing a 5K plus ring? Like not Kim K and she got rings. <laughs> Delaria, you're breaking up. <laughs> you're breaking up, babe. We break it up. We can't hear nothing you saying. Some people get a new. We can't hear you. Technical difficulties, people. Technical difficulties. Podcasting and a pandemic. <laughs> We've been saying it from a jump. Breaking up. That's it. <laughs> That's what you You're get. For laughing at, that's what you get for laughing at Alexis last time. When we right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. Her name is called Karma. Yeah, but no. Um, I don't know. I think it's just personal preference. Like, let everybody do them. Don't be hating on the nexus. You probably don't got a ring anyway, so just be happy for right. everybody. Right. So y'all know we in the generation of the bold and the belligerent. No, seriously. People or just say the, the first thing. And your man ain't, well, no, I'm not, no, that's not it. You can have the <laughs> and your relationship ain't it. So, True. Okay. Rachel said your man ain't it. No, I ain't say that. I ain't say that. I said your relationship <laughs> ain't it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It don't matter if you meant to say it, somebody felt it somewhere. <laughs> the shoe fit somewhere. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, speaking of relationships, I don't know if y'all came across this idiotic clip that has been floating around social media and the internet, um, it stars this woman. I'm not even going to give her credit because I don't even know her name like that, but I know she a reality star. And she gave her definition of cheating respectfully. And I feel like that is an oxymoron. They don't go together. It's kind of like bittersweet. Like it don't make sense. But y'all, so this is like what she said cheating respectfully was. She said cheating respectfully is like knowing that your man be out here in the streets. He loves them. It's for him. But he doesn't bring that to your front doorstep. And she said it's not getting STDs, not getting anyone pregnant and keeping your side pieces in check. And I was hoping the women who she was talking to would be sitting there like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, like that's stupid. But y'all, they were all smiling and waving. And nodding their heads and I was like I don't know who does this 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 ain't my ministry it don't live here so like what are y'all thoughts on quote-unquote cheating respectfully there's no such thing (laughs) everyone's like it's a no for me stay in the streets they can keep that with the celebrity lifestyle that they live but like no no I feel like that welcomes a lot of stuff into your relationship. Like I understand she said like, you can't get, do this. You can't do that. I mean, I think most people, when they go out and cheat, they're not trying to have a baby, but you know, sometimes things happen. Like that's what happens. You run that risk every time you have sex. So like, or like, for instance, like an STD, you might sleep with somebody and you don't know that they have STD. So I think she's welcoming a lot into her relationship and giving like this man, like so much. And I, I get it. Like it's her life. She can do whatever she wants, but like, I just hope that that's truly how she feels versus that's the way he made her feel like she should feel. Mm. Yeah. The what scared was, me. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, cause the interview, like she looked like a puppet. Like she just kind of looked like I'm sitting here because my husband told me to do this interview. Girl, not even her husband, her boyfriend. Oh, oh that's her boyfriend. I think so. Uh, well, Honestly, I'm sleep out. 
Go ahead, Leah. To me, she doesn't know her self-worth. Like, no mm-hmm. self-respecting woman will ever accept cheating in any type of shape, form, or way. Like, like you said, she was sitting there like a puppet. Like, she doesn't know her self-worth. Yeah. A lot of those girls look like they didn't know their self-worth. Yeah. yeah. And I think men only do what you allow them to do. Um, like, mm-hmm. women really honestly do rule the world. And once we realize that a lot of this stuff that women tolerate, I'm okay with audio. Yeah. Okay. A lot of the stuff that women tolerate, they wouldn't. Yeah, I think what I think what scared me was just like how like adamant and like confident she was about it. Like she was just, and I think what made it worse is she was like, I mean, things happen, and I'm not gonna lose my man over a one night stand. I'm like, sis, one night stands happening multiple times. That is a pattern. That is a behavior. That's consistently cheating on you. That's not a one night stand. That's a whole separate life. And that point, you're allowing. Right. Like, just say I that. Like, have, I would have respected that. that more. I would have respected that more if they would have come to the interview, like, oh, we have an open relationship. Like, this is how we do it. It came off very much so, like, this man does whatever he wants, and then I just allow it. That's how it came off. Yeah. It's sick. Because that's what's happening. She doesn't, she doesn't get it. Literally, in the whole circle, it's like, you're right, because your man probably cheating on you. You just don't know it. Like, no, your man is probably cheating on you, and you <laughs> don't know it. I don't like, like it when people say stuff like that. I'm like, don't lump all men and make them bad. Like, you know, you got your good apples, you got your bad apples. Like, right. Yeah. It was a crazy combo. Just thought I'd bring it up because, I mean, I knew we were all here about it, but the fact that people were actually in the comments, like, I mean, she's right. Like, your guy gonna do what he want. That concerned me. So I just felt like, I figured we needed to address the masses. And like, you know, like it's okay. Yes. You know how, like, your parents used to be like, don't go out and drink, don't go out and smoke, right? They tell you that because they don't want it to happen, but they know maybe there's a chance that it will. Mm-hmm. They don't supply you with them. <laughs> they don't supply you with those things. I feel like she was just like, here, here is your cheating toolkit, babe. Go have fun. Like, what are you doing? Love yourself. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I feel like this also, like, kind of ties into this whole, like, philosophy now of, like, women fearing being by themselves and I feel like this isn't really something that like I know all too well because I'm in a relationship but I do know a lot of people that are like I've heard women say like I would rather stay in this situation because I don't want to be by myself or like I would rather do this so I don't have to be by myself and it kind of made me think about that interview because I'm like I wonder if that's part of it like she feels like she'll be by herself if she doesn't just stand by his side I think that's kind of crazy because I am currently a woman who is by herself (laughs) and I would say like in being by yourself, you achieve so much like inner peace and personal peace to the point where it's like if you're going to date someone after being single for a while, your expectations and your standards are significantly higher because you know what it feels like to achieve complete peace and solitude. So I feel like that's just her personal insecurity because honestly, like I feel like I'm impenetrable right now. So it's like, if anybody wants to date me, like you have to legit come correct because I've seen what it's like to be peaceful without influence and interference. That's really mature of you to say though. But most, I feel like most women that are, I feel like most women that are um, maybe settling, like they're not probably seeing it out loud. It's just like, it's just that's what it is like you know this guy's not treating you right and and you're just staying like Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's because of lack of not wanting to be by yourself and I also feel like at our age it probably it's not like I don't really feel like it kicks in until like that 30 age probably I I feel like you're still pretty young and then you start to fear like oh am I gonna be able to get married and have kids one day you know like Mm. yeah so that's what I was I think social media okay sorry Leah I was just going to say, I think social media plays a big role into why people are so obsessed with like being in relationships right now. Like they see people with people and they feel like they're lonely. Like, so like they feel lonely. I guess they want the romantic um, relationship aspect, but like, they're also not paying attention to those that they have around them to not feel lonely. Like you have friends and you have family. And then I heard this one saying, there's a reason why a lot of women who, um, either their spouse, like um, they passed when they were like in their older age. So like a lot of older women, they don't remarry because they like, they love the singleness that they have once they're, once they don't have a spouse anymore, they don't remarry. And like, that's something different too. Like women back in the day, like marriage was like really their only option you had to get married back then. So they didn't have that time to explore, like um, just to like love themselves, be by themselves. We have that, but we don't want that really. Like people don't want to take time to like just get to know who they are so they'll know what they actually want. Like I remember back 
like the end of my teens, early twenties, like I used to want to be married. Like I used to want to marry young. And I thought about that. Like, I think it was like last month I was thinking about that. Like how, if I did marry back then, I would probably wouldn't be as satisfied as I thought I would be now. Cause my, what I wanted then and what I want now are two totally different things. And I wouldn't know that if I never got to know myself. I agree. Completely echo all of that. You really do have to like yourself. And I think a lot of people don't really know themselves enough to like themselves. Like, yeah. You should like and love yourself more than anything in the world. And it's like, people have to fall in love with just them before they can start loving all other people. I think that's what you get, you know. And I think that's important. Uh, you don't really start to figure out who you are until you're like in your early 20s, like mid 20s ish. Like now. So just imagine, like, I can't even imagine if I was to get married at 18, like, or younger than that, like they used to. Your preferences, like they change. And and you don't even really know yourself when you're that young. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it's a, a generational change also. So like, for example, my mom and all their first cousins, like they all got married like 22, 23. So now they be asking me like, look at Lex's face. <laughs> like, yep. So now they be asking me like, are you dating anyone? Like, do you want to get married? Like, this is just so scary. And I'm just like, no, like times have changed. Like, People just want their independence first. They want to have fun in their 20s. They want to do all these things on their bucket list for themselves, solo trips and master this. So I'm like, no, like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm like, I I agree. At 22, I was freaking graduating college. (laughs) Like, was definitely not ready to be anybody's wife. But I think it also kind of boils down to, like, your home life in the examples that you have. So growing up, like, my grandmother was single, and she had been married before. And after her last marriage, she was just like, ah, F this. Like, Mm -hmm. personal peace is best. Self-love is best. And that was, like, the path that she chose. Like, my mom, growing up after her divorce, she's still been single. Like, she's been in relationships. Like, she knows, obviously, that she wants to get married, but she's also at a point, and she's been at a point for a long time. It's like, you can't settle because like, I think like, and she's, she's been honest with me about this. Like she settled in getting married and look what that got her. So like, let's not, let's not go down this path again. Like choose self and personal peace when picking your mate. And so I feel like if you don't know what that looks like, if you don't have an example of like a strong woman who legit doesn't need a man, but would like one, then you're going to always feel like you have to have a man and you want a man and you'll take anything that the man gives you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think also people don't realize that relationships are work. Like just like just like everything else, you have to still be working on yourself. The other person still has to be working on themselves or else it's not going to work. Like if you don't know who you are, all you're gonna do is get lost in a relationship. So it's best that you just, you know, figure out who you are prior to that relationship because eventually it's gonna come out. Like it's not gonna just be hidden forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it kind of concerns me because it's kind of clumped in that category of people like who glorify like toxicity and traumatic relationships, like people who feel like you got to eat shit before there's flowers. And I feel like <laughs> she's kind of sorry, I see these faces cracking me up, but I feel like she might be a part of like that mindset where it's like, oh, we have to go through not just the storm but like go through hell and back to have a heavenly and a nice relationship and that's just not what it is like yes relationships have their ups and downs I mean like McKinley said there's work but some of y'all working too damn hard on like relationships that don't need to be (laughs) well shit Alexis you know I don't I I, I do believe that some people lean too far. Like, I feel like it's like extremes. Like some people lean too far to the left, meaning like they're compromising too much or maybe it's too toxic. And then some people lean too far to the right. It's like, they're going to leave at the first argument. So I think it's yes. the even balance. Like yeah. I, I, I'm I a agree. firm believer and you do have to go through stuff sometimes to like understand and learn each other a little bit better. Cause I'm gonna tell you right now, you do not want your first bad argument to be like after you're married or else it's going to lead in a very quick divorce. So while I do agree with what you're saying I also feel like sometimes like people are quick to leave nowadays yes and I can speak to that well I can understand I can speak to that being like when I reflect on like some of my past relationships my mom always told me like you know you know you don't put up with certain things right like you you are loved like you're a beautiful person 
you don't tolerate certain things. You want respect. So it was like the first time something would happen, I would be like, oh, I'm done. Like I, this, I, I deserve better. My mind has changed a little bit now that I'm getting older, but it's still like you, like, where do you find the balance? You know? That's and what do you find balance with? Yeah. I'm like, maybe, maybe like you find that balance. Well, I feel like obviously like you're finding okay, the person about, like worth I'm fighting with. Talking about, I was talking about cheating. That's what I was talking about. But go ahead. Oh, mm, I'm not the one. That's what I was talking about. Like every time something would happen and I'm talking about like even like high school. So those were younger relationships. It would be like, oh, I don't I, whatever. I can do better. Deuce, deuce. I don't know. Is that like a good I, thing or is that like a bad thing? I think it's, it's an interesting topic because I know I've heard some women say like, you know, if, if the worst thing you think he can do to you is cheat. Alexi, maybe don't get married. You My mom said that. You shared this with me. <laughs> don't, don't get married. And it's, yeah. So it's just like, dang. Cause it's like, for me, cheating is such like a, a premeditated thing. It's like, you thought about land out. Like you, you really tried to lie. Like the, I can't wrap my head around this. Like you created a whole movie line in your whole damn head about hurting me. So now I'm like, well, dang, like, you know. But well, cheating will never be. The quote so. wasn't cool, like specifically to cheating. It was just like, when you're getting married, like think about the worst thing that the person could do to you that wouldn't cause you like bodily, physical, mental, emotional harm. Like, I mean, it's never happened to me. But if somebody cheated on me, I wouldn't, I would feel like I wasn't good enough. And at this point, I can't even think about anything that you could possibly do to me that would make me feel like I'm not good enough for you, for you to like go elsewhere. For me, it's like, I'm comfortable, like right now being single, I'm comfortable in that singleness. Like I enjoy it to get to be with somebody. It would take a lot for me to want to be with somebody right now. Cause like, I just enjoy being single. So if somebody was to cheat on me, it would be deuces. Cause like, I know how to enjoy myself okay. when I'm by myself. I don't need a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think age, I think age plays a big factor too. Like, obviously I'm not going to hold somebody at the same standard in high school as I would like now, yeah. like my adult life, because some of that, you got to just chalk yeah. it up to like childish behavior, not saying that it's right still, yeah. but some yeah. of it is just like immature, like childishness. Where, yeah. Childishness. That it just is what it is. So like, I think, I think it's just hard for me to make like blanket statements. I feel like I used to be one of those people that would be like, if somebody did X, Y, Z, like I would leave. And then you realize like life happens and like things happen. And then you're just like, in some cases, maybe you like work through it, like whatever that looks like for your relationship. I think like, that's why I say, I think so many things play account to Like if you have kids, like there are just so many factors that it's hard for me to sit down and be like, if somebody did this, I like, I don't know. I don't know. I would just have to be in that instance. I mean, there are only a few like deal breakers that like, I really, really have. And it comes down to like, you know, like, physical, like just like really extreme stuff. But like beyond that, I feel like I would have to like, I don't know, go through like, it. Case by case. Yeah. In a way. I think it's case by yeah. And it's like you never know what you're gonna do until you go through it, right? So like we could all see him and be like, oh, you know, I'm out first, first team, I'm out. Like, you know, you can say that, you can feel it in your heart and heart, but nobody knows what's gonna happen when you're in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I f- and I feel like it also comes from like being scared that people around you are gonna judge you, which is why I'm a firm believer in when you get to a certain point of your relationship stuff just needs to stay between you and that person. And if you feel like you need outside opinions, you need to go find a therapist, which is why I'm a huge fan of therapists now. It's something that I've like been researching more lately because I feel like people, you, who do you go to when you need advice? You go to the closest person to you. So naturally they're going to give you advice to your benefit. So that's why I believe that you have to keep people out of your relationship when it gets to issues that are like, could make someone look at people differently. But luckily, none of us have to worry about any of that because we yeah. all have great people. And those yeah, who don't have people have great people. We have Shout ourselves. You <laughs> <laughs> think of that's like worse is like if you mess up my financials or something, like you then took oh, yeah. <laughs> how many mortgages out on the outside? Then I'm going to have to answer. <laughs> That's like the that's like top five things that um cause mar- or divorces, financial, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, yeah. cheating. 
But the other thing that people don't really think about is like when disasters happen, like how does your partner react to disasters? And that's another thing yeah, that brings like, death. like or like yeah. sick kid or like sick children. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. That will tell you a lot about or kids. Who kids can break you apart too. Yeah, honestly, just change in general. Like all of my cousins who are in their 30s who are married are like, when you're dating someone, you're different than when you're engaged to someone and the relationship is different than when you're married to someone. And it's damn sure different when you have kids. So they were like, you need Mm -hmm. to like be with someone who can go through the changes with you because if they've changed from point A to point B, it's only going to get worse as you include more factors in that. My mind- But back to the- Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's crazy how much my perspective on marriage has changed in like three, four years. It's just wild to me. Like I look at it completely different now. Same. Like it's it's real. It's not, it's it's like, I don't know when it stopped being a fairy tale, but it's like, it's real now. That's how I look at it. I think we we had those fairy tales because like we hear from like our, our parents and our grandparents, they got married super young and like they stuck with it. Even with the bad stuff, they stuck with it and they worked through their problems. Some people have really beautiful relationships now. Some people still have crappy ones, but we see like they stuck with it. What's changing with our generation is people want to be financially stable. Like they want to be stable mm-hmm. in every area of life they think is important before they marry. I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. Cause like sometimes I feel like you can grow with somebody, but I understand right. also you want it to be stable in your own stuff before you commit to somebody else. Cause things can just happen where you people might divorce and like they want to make sure they're taking care they have stuff to take care of themselves if that time was to ever come yeah I guess I understand like oh I was just gonna say I guess I understand like wanting someone that like has similar factors that you have to bring but I also understand like wanting to grow with someone so I think it just like depends on what you wanted I personally never when I even from a young age I never wanted to find somebody that was complete before they got me because I wanted I wanted to like actually grow with that person and I and I feel like nowadays people are naturally just getting married older so they are looking for certain things when they get to that age which I get because if I was 30 plus like what I'm looking for now might or what I have you know it just will look different if you're depending on your age so but it's just like I feel like some people's standards are still like high and some of the things that are at the top of priority list, I'm just like, dang, like maybe my list is just crazy. Cause I would want somebody like fundamentally, I would want somebody that believes in God, somebody that wants to have kids. When, like those things, like, I feel like you can't change, but like, you just hear so many people say stuff like credit score at the top of the list. Like I would <laughs> rather have somebody that's financially like smart with their money than having an 800 credit score, which honestly means nothing. Like they're literally, they're literally people that are filthy rich that don't even have 800 credit scores. Like, so like, I don't know. I just, I feel like people have like very unrealistic expectations of like what to look for in people sometimes. I think the root of our generation's perspective all comes from social media, honestly. Mm -hmm. With everything, like they be like, for example, my favorite couple is the Val and Kadeem. I don't know, like, (laughs) but with them, but the Val and Kadeem, they've been together since they was like 19, but they talk about their story. Like they talk about, how they were going to get divorced early in their marriage and, and how the recession hit the vow when he was playing for the Detroit Lions. So I, I just, I don't know. I feel like people be looking at this like, oh, I want what they have. And no, no, I'm like, no, it don't come easy. And people don't realize, like, people only let you see what they want you to see on social media. You never know what's going on in the back. Yeah, I always say like I think it's a mix because um like my goddad and I we literally just had this conversation yesterday. He was like, Y'all wait so late to get married. He was like, by 25, I was married and working on the first one. And I was like, Well, that's because you thought your life ended at 30, and we know very well now that it doesn't. So we it have time. So I was like, I feel like our generation, um, you know, we come from what Gen Xers, and because of a lot of what the marriages in that generation look like I think a lot of us are personally scarred I know like Mm -hmm. myself I think I'm a little scarred in the sense that like I don't want to rush to be with somebody and to get married because I want to take my time to see the crazy come out or like just to like 
go through a couple things before I know, you know, if you can like weather the storm or not. So I think to Talisha's point, a lot of it is social media influence, especially in the boom of this YouTube relationship couple channel era. But I think it's also on the flip side, like those who might be a little hesitant or who aren't always at the, who are, who have an idea of what they think it should look like. It could also be based on like what you saw growing up and whether you liked that image or you didn't. I agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, when I was younger, I was like, I used to say like, I want to be married by 25 and I'm like 25 now, like girl, what? Yeah, I used to want to be a young mom. Me, nine-year-old me. I was supposed to be getting getting married next year. I was supposed to be getting married last year. I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be like loving basketball out here. I was supposed to have it all. Yes, it's like basketball. I think it's also good that you brought up like um people like are scarred from things because I recently saw this tweet and this girl's like, if you come into um, relationships, like any type of relationship, expecting people to do things for you, like you shouldn't, she was basically saying you shouldn't come into any type of relationship, expecting people to do things for you. Like, what do you think about that? But she said, nobody, like you should never go into any type of relationship expecting anything from anybody. And even um, like romantic relationships, people was like, why, what's the point of getting in a um, a romantic relationship if you're not expecting something from somebody? Honestly, I feel like there's a little truth in what she's saying, but I can't quite put my word, just a tiny bit, Yeah, I I can't quite. I I see where she's going, but I feel like it was one of those things where she went a little bit rogue. Like, it's like, I I agree with that outside of romantic relationships. I agree with that with friendships. I agree with that with work relationships. Like, you shouldn't do things for people based off of what you think you're going to get back. I kind of feel like that's where she was going with it. Because if you yeah. if you do, you'll always be disappointed at the end of the day. Well, my significant other. I get but yeah. with a significant, with yeah. a significant yeah. other, that's the one that has me scratching my head. I don't think you should expect stuff, but I do think you should know your person enough to like, I don't know, know when they would want something. Like I'm not sitting by the door like, oh, when is a gift gonna come home? But I also am confident enough in my relationship to know that like, oh yeah, for my birthday, he will give me something. For Christmas, he will give me something. Do I expect it? No, but it's just kind of like, it wasn't even maybe just gifts. She it was, was like just in general. Like a, maybe and she was thinking like on a like a person? timeline perspective. Like a time, like maybe. Yeah, like almost being a maybe, good person, Rochelle. But I feel like oh. when you're, da- for me, when you're dating someone, you're, hopefully you're feeling that out, like what type of person they are before you like get into the relationship with them. Because I feel like I'm going to have some expectations for from my significant other because I'm going to want them to treat me like a good person, like to treat me nicely. Right. Yeah, cause, yeah, because she said she wasn't just talking about gifts, so that could just be something as simple as giving somebody a compliment. Being nice. Like, oh, you look nice today. Yeah, I think, I'm a courtesy. Yeah, I think expectations for me is kind of like I want to, I think it's just comment, it's reciprocity, right? Like it's not these individual things. I want to give unto others and I want them to give it back. Like, you know what I mean? It's like when you give and you put in something, you put something in a relationship and you're not getting that same energy back or energy that you feel is necessary, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship. And I'm talking about non-platonic, but like, you know, relationships, even at work, like if you're giving a lot and you realize that you aren't getting the compensation, the respect or whatever else you might need, it's time to cut the cord on that too. I'm all for like you getting what you, what you put into the relationship, you should also be receiving that. And I'm not saying for instant gratification, like it's supposed to happen today, but at some point you should always feel like you feel needed and appreciated, just like you make them feel needed and appreciated. That's good. I actually disagree. I probably feel like I'm the only one on here that disagrees. I feel like when I do things for people, I never expect them to do the same for me ever in life. I just do it because I feel like in my heart, that's what God moved me to do. Like I just did it because I wanted that person to feel good, not because they would ever do it back and like I don't feel a certain way because I know like in my heart I didn't do it because of what I ever thought they would do for me because I really truly feel like you'll be disappointed if you always expect what you do for other people to do for you no I'm not saying that you expect the same the same level of energy I'm just saying if you look back because I do agree with that I don't think you should do things that you know and expect to like if I give somebody something and I feel like they should have given me something back. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But when we talk about things that can't really be measured, like respect and time and, you know, compensation for work, but those things should be given back to you. Like we really do, like, I don't know how else to put it than to say, like, you really do have to ask for your work. 
Okay, here's what she said. So I guess they were talking about birthdays and she said, no, it's not your partner's job to make your birthday special. It's not your partner's job to do anything for you. Y'all got into a relationship respecting me, expecting shit. That's why it's not um, gonna work. It's a nice gesture to do, yes, but nobody should do shit for anyone. That's what so she said. she accepts the bare minimum. Not even that. She doesn't like, even expect the bare minimum. people that you, that you work with. It's, I mean, that you live with, you work with. If I know that your birthdays are important to you, then I'm going to make sure that your birthday is special because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about respecting each other and loving on each other. If I know that you would rather spend your birthday alone with two other people, that's what I'm going to make sure that happens for you. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, give people what they want because you love them. Or like, because, you know, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I don't think you should be in a, any relationship and you're not getting what you need out of it. Not yeah. necessarily monetary or things, but like feelings. And I was going to say, like it doesn't sound like she's describing a relationship. It like what, based off what you read, she's not in a relationship. She won't be in one because like relationships naturally come with expectations, whether you verbally say them or you get the vibes. Like, I feel like what she's saying that sounds like, I don't know. It, it just don't sound like somebody who wants to be with somebody to me. Yeah, sounds a little bitter. He's not, yeah, it's like a childish thing to think. It's sounds a one-sided like thing. Yeah, I yeah. Like it sounds a little bit like luggage. Yeah. Luggage. Yes. And, luggage. and not the nice Louis luggage, just like <laughs> Yeah, no, this ain't designer. <laughs> this ain't designer luggage. That luggage has been through TSA, tossed, turned, maybe stolen. Yeah. Yeah. it's that kind of luggage she sounds like she needs to love herself a little bit get a little bit of expectations because um ain't nothing wrong with that and um maybe stay off twitter but i think that goes back to what mckinley was saying it's like people say oh i want him to have him or her to have this amount in their bank account this credit score those are things like what do you really want them to have what do you really really want them to have like at the end of the day if all that stuff is gone does that person really really love you are you a person that requires physical touch? Is that person going to touch you and love you and caress you? Are you a person that needs word of affirmation? Are they going to give you that? People don't, I don't think people really be thinking about that. And that's what beyond my like, life. I don't either. When you hear people's lists, it'll, it's always like stuff. Like he, what he can do for me. It's never like how he makes you feel. Like his beliefs, like his values. Like those are the things for me that would like automatically be triggered. But then I'm also like, okay, like. I have to take into account like who I'm talking to. So I'm like, now that, now that it all makes sense. But, you know, I'll put this in my relationship book when it comes out one of these days. <laughs> What's that Lauren, the Lauren Hill song? And it's the little kids and they're like in the classroom and they're like, uh, what is, what is it? What is he asked them? He's Isn't like, it just like, like, like are you too young to be in love? Like, no. Yeah. It was like, I, I mean, like, people say they love you. Now people, like, um, we need to be asked that question. People need to be asking that question today. Like, how what do you is love? Somebody? Yes, yes. You know, people do be rattling off they um they wants and needs like a Christmas list to Santa. Yeah, like that man is not your daddy. He not Santa. Like I don't get it. Or that woman. I, I won't yeah, vice, and vice versa. Like I feel like all these like I'm just like oh my god. It's a that? delicious where, point. Where is that coming from? Social it's media. It's a delicious we've point. Come so Social far, media. Come this far. Like we have it good that like, we grew up where there was no social media and we got to see what life is with social media. So we see both sides. Kids today, they only know life through social media. Like kids today have cell phones at in elementary school, touchscreen phones at elementary school. They're on YouTube, TikTok. You learn so there's so much you can learn, laugh, anything on TikTok. That's like my favorite app. But like there's so much that kids can that are exposed to nowadays that we weren't exposed to maybe to like our early set of teen years kids are exposed to that now in elementary school so like it's just in their brains like it's just wiring our brains to want things from people instead of wanting people themselves I also yeah. think it comes from like upbringing though too because like I feel like if I were talking to like a strong male figure in my life like my dad and I'm like seriously having a chat with him about like a relationship and he's like well McKinley like what do you want in a man if I said some shit like I want a man that has an 800 credit score he would check me in that very moment and he would be like, you need to reevaluate what you're looking for in a man. And you need to ask yourself if that's something that's like really important. But I feel like that also goes back to like, how are you brought up? Like, I don't know, maybe your dad, grandfather, uncle tells you that you should look for a man that's gonna take care of you. Some people feel, some people feel like a man should take care of a woman in a relationship. But for me, like my 
my what I was looking at growing up it, it wasn't that it was my mom and my dad both worked and they were they it was literally together and it was not like one took care of the other it was give and take so that's what I always wanted to look for so that's why I think yeah. it was like I want somebody that's going to treat me nice I want somebody that wants to have kids with me one day like I want somebody that's going to go to church with me one day like all those things I think to Aaliyah's point too, I, I agree with you, McKinley. And I think when people don't have that representation or that advice, maybe they, they have been given that advice and they're like, oh goodness, like, let me figure out what else is out there. It's like, you don't have really too many places to look for two people, you know what I mean? Loving each other, working hard for each other because what social media shows. It's all flashiness. It's all like, you know, so it's like, even if you went outside of your family to seek that information, what you're getting is trash. So yeah. it's, it's really unfortunate because yeah. until Leah's point, like now I'm going in a different direction, but it's wild to me that TikTok is a social media platform and there are kids less than five that have accounts. Yeah. Like we were not on social media at this point. Uh -oh. that, like that's wild. Uh -oh. So their mind are already like kids are being raised by the internet. Yeah. So I can only imagine yeah. what's about to happen. Like I, it's. Yeah. I feel like even some of these people that do grow up having like models, it, it doesn't even have to be somebody as close as aunts and uncles. It could be like a, a close friend, like in any, anybody that you're looking at. I feel like the internet is still where people are turning so early because D to your point, like kids are getting on the internet so much earlier. So you might have that structure and still be looking to the internet because you're seeing like all this stuff and like, oh, they're happy. Like he's buying her this, he's buying her that. And so that might be like what you aspired to end up being because that's what you see all the time. Like, so I don't know, it's just craziness. But I think that's yeah. why it's important to like lift as you climb, like legit, not only like with helping people get jobs and things like that, but also showing kids that there are like so many ways that you could be positive in relationships and like just just still showing people that at a young age I yeah. think it's so important yeah and this is I like thought about that and that's that's a really good point yeah I would say this is a random point but D you kind of brought it up like if you're single and honestly I don't care what age you are like learn your love language because that's going to give you the tools to teach somebody how to love you and how to show you what you need to feel love and vice versa like I feel like to McKinley's point a lot of people are like Quavo bought Saweetie a bag and look at how happy they are well look they're broken up so clearly gifts was not her love language okay like that is not what made her happy and even if it was like there was more going on in the background so kind of like just know what to Delaria's point know what you need to be successful in a relationship and then get that in turn from your partner because it's not someone just knowing only what you need like a lot of people are one-sided in how they view relationships. It's about me. I'm telling you that I need X, Y, and Z, but you're not asking what they need. But I feel like another part of it as well, yeah. that is very, that's very, very important. But I feel like one thing that we're also missing out on is just learning yourself, like loving yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, like how do you expect someone else to love you or you to love someone else? you know like when you're trying to yeah I, I agree with that and I like I don't know I heard this this sermon and that's what he was talking about like people were getting into relationships and it's like you're lost and you're expecting the other person to find you to help you mm -hmm. find you like that that it doesn't work like that it's not going to work so I feel like that's also something that we have to work on and it's scary very scary yeah because it's like you know when you get into a relationship and you're expecting people to be healers and fixers and, and jesus you get disappointed you know yeah that's that's very true i think there are a lot of men who think that who think like oh i found my dream girl like she gonna fix me up we gonna i'm gonna start and like baby boy i will not drain myself trying to build up a man like that's not my job. That was your mother's job. We can grow together and there are avenues that we can do that. But like coming to the table with nothing, that's a no for me. And that's not saying like finances or anything like physical or like superficial. That literally means like, just like Rachelle said, knowing yourself, like at least being able to tell me like, I don't like this or like, 
you know, in my last relationship, this is what caused it to break. Let's focus on this. Or like just having that dialogue. I feel like a lot of men want women to build them up nowadays. And that's not my job. And some women probably want that too, but I'm not one of them. I'm all for building together and figuring out, you know, how we can, because I think ultimately you build together anyway, right? If you're in a long-term relationship, you see that person change because people do change, right? And they, you adapt. But I agree with you wholeheartedly in everything that y'all have said. You have to know at the core who you are, because if not, even if, say you did know, right? And if you're not, if you're not strong in that and you get in a relationship, that person could completely change you. Like, you know what I mean? And now you don't even recognize yourself. So you really do have to know who you are, be like strong in that because that's the person that they fell in love with. You know what I mean? They didn't fall in love with a puppet. Mm-hmm. So you have to, I don't know. I just feel like you got to always do things to kind of bring you back to you. Cause when you are better, you you're better everything. You're better in the relationship. Like that's what I feel like. Yeah. 100%. Agree. Know who you are, know whose you are, and you'll know yourself. Good stuff. Well, yeah. Seems like we talked about a lot on this episode. I enjoyed the conversation. Did y'all enjoy it? I did. Yeah, I did. Say we. Yeah, we came with that heat. Content from my book. Oh yes, (laughs) yes. Book. That's what I'm gonna do. I think that's what I'm gonna do when I retire. Actually, that would be a good retirement project. Please do. Yes. Yes. You know, I plan to retire when I'm like you know tomorrow so <laughs> but as I say I do not dream of labor <laughs> listen retirement is probably my name no honestly but uh, yeah so thanks y'all for tuning into another episode of kicking it with TGR we hope we gave you what you wanted uh we are back we are better and yeah we, we just growing so tune in next time and peace out that's a wrap